Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Social Vision. In today's episode, we discuss the Leap Manifesto. This is a 90-minute discussion, and we invite you to call in at 347-857-1319. All right, we're back here in the house again on a Monday. Yes, sunny. yes, yes. yes. Hot. Hot, 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 brother, hot. What the fuck? Hot out of this mud, dude. Yeah, but we here, man. We here. It's like we haven't been here for a while, man. I don't know what's up. I don't. There's been, has it been a couple of weeks? I don't know, but. Uh, nah. You know, I'm, just uh, last. I think we missed last week. Remember, it was on a really? Friday. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's a damn. That's like, man, man, man. Like it just so uh, it went so quickly or something. I don't know. I it's know. Been it a while, that's all I'm saying. It yeah, just been really busy, man. Just been busy. So how you been, bro? Been pretty good. Back on track. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. catching up. I, I was shocked uh, the middle of the the day that I actually felt like I was catching up on stuff, and then I missed the phone call. So those things happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Get oh, too yeah. cocky. Mm-hmm. I know, man. Shoot, you like you missing the phone calls because you be on the phone calls. Dude. Jesus right. But yeah, man. But definitely, definitely, man. It's been, you know, uh, of course, we know everybody probably listening to this thing knows that the hoodlums in the White House, That's in the right. family, you know, they just them, them renegade motherfuckers is just doing all kind of, all kind of shit. This, this is just the stuff that we just been told. You know, a lot of stuff we ain't even been told. At all. That's right. So, so you know what I mean. Ain't go, you're not gonna get. You're not gonna get that. But uh, no, I mean that's just that's crazy, man. Just a lot of stuff mm. going in. We might be able to get to uh, a little bit later because for what we have today, we might not take up the entire show. It bit depends. But um, today's show, we're gonna um, talk about a thing called uh, the Leap Manifesto that comes out of Canada, and I learned about it from. Um, interview uh, with Naomi Klein. She was on, um, was, you know, Democracy Now. I think I, I think it was about a month ago, a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember. And so, um, you know, it was really interesting to to see what she was talking about. And um, and you can go, those of you who are listening, you can go to the Leap Manifesto. It's leapmanifesto.org. That's one word, leapmanifesto.org. And, and I really like the uh, – you know, the the name, it's a really catchy name, Leap Manifesto. But the Leap Manifesto is really about having to, they're calling for taking a leap because, you know, the, this, this issue was particularly with climate change, you know, a lot of scientists are saying, you know, we're in a decade, you know, we're in a decade now that if we don't really start making some serious kinds of changes, um, it can be some catastrophic, uh, um, um, you know, results, uh, consequences. Consequences, really, not even results. Results is a positive term. Consequences, negative. There can be a lot of negative result, uh, uh, consequences uh, as a result of um, not uh, pulling back on our use of fossil fuels and this coal kind of industry and all that kind of thing. Uh, we have got to do that. And I don't know if we're, if, you know, the, the leading nations, which is this motherfucker that we live in, is, is the most dangerous. Um, if we're going to do the kind of things that need to be done. So that's part of the Leap Manifesto. 
And then secondly, um, I, I chose this because uh, it, we talked about this before, Carl, too, is about, you know, how I think we, you know, the, the left movement needs to begin to develop, you know, some uh, kind of a, a manifesto, a guideline. I mean, I know we've done this before, pieces of it before, but, you know, kind of outlining, you know, what, so, what modern socialism could look like in the next 20 or 30 years. Now, if people say, well, we ain't going to have no socialism in 20 or 30 years, it's going to take, it's going to take another 100 years. Well, what the fuck? I mean, most people ain't going to be motivated by that. So to me, you know, even if you, even if you think that socialism can't happen in the next 10 or 20 years or 30 years, and, you know, you and I have lived, I think, shit, I was saying I, we want socialism 30 years ago. I don't know about you. I know you were saying it. And it didn't happen. It ain't happening. So, so we know that we can go 30 or 40 years and saying it, and it doesn't happen. But what I'm, what the reason why I think that it's not because the left movement is not defining what it wants. Not, it's not giving a guideline, a blueprint. It doesn't have to work out all the fucking details. It does not have to do that. But I would love to see a Wikipedia page that just said, you know, here's a blueprint about how a socialist transformation was what it, what it would look like, uh, and it would look like it would look differently in different parts of the world. I understand that too because people have different conditions, but just kind of an overall what it would look like, um, and how could it happen? You know what 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 kind of changes would need to be made in the political economic system, and for that to happen. Now I know you may have a little bit different a different on that. We could talk about that uh, the difference on that, but that's the reason why another reason why I chose this is because. I think that it's just another way of showing kind of a, some possibilities for real change. Same thing I thought with the Bernie website. His, his documents are still up there. You can go to BernieSanders. Uh, I think dot com. I think you can go there and look at all his plans for you know universal medical, universal healthcare, for free education, for uh, criminal, uh, for uh, 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 real real criminal justice. You know, um, social justice issues, all kinds of, you know, social security. He not only, you know, just kind of speaks at that, but gives a blueprint for how it can happen. And if the left can't spell that out, well, guess what? Uh, If you're talking about socialism now, you know, all you young people talking about socialism and DSA and all that, if you're like, you know, 18, 20 years old talking about socialism, but you can't give people a blueprint, guess what? Forty years from now, you're gonna be at the same spot that me and Carl are at right now, and I'm saying this kind of facetiously, but I mean the same spot talking about this is what socialism is gonna look like. So yeah, to me, we have to kind of try something different, and, and I know we've done some of this a little bit before because we had a a blueprint program, or we had like a we didn't have a blueprint, we just had like a, some demands. We had some demands in the APRP, you know, we had that. But we never really had a real kind of blueprint. And maybe it was just too fucking early to even put that kind of shit together. But I think now because of the, the, the advent of the Internet, because of the, the kinds of work and study and research that's been done by both the left as well as even capitalism, we, we know better, better now about what kind of resources we have on the planet. We know how we're using those resources. We know the consequences of how those resources are being made. We know the problems that we're facing with unemployment. We know the problems we're facing with 
wealth going to the less than one percent of the population. We should we know these things. These, these ain't no guesses no more. We know this shit. So that I think the Leap Manifesto I think was created in that vein. They created what they see as an alternative uh, type of society. I guess it's starting in talking about talk, starting in Canada because this is coming out of Canada. Um, but and so I want us to kind of you know go through through that. But first off, Carl, I want to give you kind of a chance to yeah, I, I, I you know, have what, a much different take. It. Yeah, I have a yeah. much different take on the Leap Manifesto, but also mm-hmm. I, I'm not necessarily saying that the Leap Manifesto, what it has, um, are, what it's articulating in terms of what we need and what we want, it's kind of like the 10-point platform of the Black Panther Party of what we want and what we need. But it's uh, it's in the context of... of you know, of the environment. So it's a more of a environmental movement perspective looking outward um, mm-hmm. of what they want versus, um, you know, what the, the other social movements that are taking place. So I'm not saying that people should not look at this and consider it in, in terms of integrating all of these um, manifestos and demands at some point we will have to do that to get a reflection on, on what it is that we want because we not only did, you know, the Bernie, we also did the Movement for Black Lives, which, you know, covered, mm-hmm. you know, the you know we demand uh, unnamed wars, stop the war uh, on black people, reparation, investment, mm-hmm. in education, health, and safety. You know, we want uh, uh, self-determination, community control, and, you know, economic justice. So... All of these, at some point, they have to be. This is where I would articulate that socialist. And you're right. At this particular juncture, we do not have a comprehensive, shared set of demands that cut across all of these social movements that currently exist today. So the Bernie one is is really heavy on the healthcare. You know the single payer, the health care, and to certain income inequality, weak on some of these other areas. But if you brought all of these together, as socialists come together as a um, you know national formation of some type, that it will um, uh, re- it wouldn't be complete, but it would be, at least will touch upon the most critical um, demands of what that socialist society uh, would look like and what it, 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 and what it would be envisioned. So um, mm-hmm. I, that's, that's why I, say I, I look at this a little differently in the sense that this is in terms of what we want. It does not articulate that this is a socialist um, right. uh, perspective. Right, right. It's, it's an environmentally-based exactly. um uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, perspective, which ought to be included in our discussion, and which we're having today, um, because oftentimes that does not get included in, as part of the discussion about what it is that we want when we begin to envisioning uh, a different social society. The other thing is, uh, in terms of strategy, this piece doesn't deal with the strategy; it t- tells you what we want. Um, but at some point, we have to. Uh, address the question of strategy. We don't have an overarching universal strategy for every country and every place, but um, I just got through reading uh, Helena Sheehan, a a book about the Greeks 
Syriza uh, political party, and it was very powerful because it talks about their experiment of socialist in power. Um, uh, very short period, but how uh, all the contradictions and problems that you know you do you do it by electoral politics to um, it, uh, you know seize power. You know you're in power, so if that's one strategy. And at some point along the line, we will actually have a discussion on what does that mean? Um, what does that fully, you know, what are the positive and negative of going down that road? Why it did not mm-hmm. work out? Um, and I think there is beginning to uh, have a discussion. I think it was uh, Jacobin uh, also began the discussion about Venezuela, uh, you know, what's happening, what went wrong, um, uh, those kinds of discussions need to take place because there was a period uh, some call the pink tie the you know different ties that took place during this 2008 onward period where you know electoral um uh, process look you know look pretty positive look like there's a possibility that we can do some really you know great things i uh, those doors are closing now um but it it i it would behoove the left not to study and learn from this stuff um and it's critically important that we learn from these experiences uh, of what 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 happened what went right what went wrong um you know she and a book talks about the the politics of celebrity i mean that really hits home here in america um Oh yeah, uh, in you terms of electoral politics, uh, and you know, mm-hmm. it, she talks about how that played out in the um, left forces when once um, both building the Sarisa and then once Sarisa got into power, how the politic, you know, celebrity politics uh, um, uh, be, uh, became overwhelming to you know the you know the guy, the leader. Uh, thinking that he didn't need to be held accountable anymore. So those those are some of the things that I think we need to talk about. And about today, we're just looking at the elite manifesto um, and its contribution, uh, critical contribution, uh, uh, in terms of how we look at it from an environmental um, justice base uh, and a socialist environmental justice base of what you know, what we want and what socialism should look like uh, fundamentally different. Yeah, and I, I, you, know, you know, if we, can, if we have time, I want to come back to that because just kind of what you outlined there, um, you know, about, uh, you know, Venezuela and, uh, and uh, what was the other places you talked about? Greece, uh, Greece, yeah, and Greece, then the other right. one was in, in Spain. So Spain yeah, was worse, but yeah, Greece is probably the yeah. most exciting because it's pretty close to ours uh, in terms of just the yeah. Debt. So I mean, you've had this. I mean, you've had these attempts to, uh, you know, kind of a socialist transformation strategy, and you know, for a lot of people uh, who doesn't who don't study it, you know, they just kind of, including me. I mean, I don't get. I don't. I can't study everything, but um, you know, you you get these kind of like you know, it was going well, and then all of a sudden it just falls apart. And, I, and that, that really makes it difficult for the prospects of, of, of you know, trying to make real socialism if, if, if you know, if people don't see some, some wins, if they don't see some, something sustainable that, that, uh, that uh, indicates that, yeah, this is, this is the right road to go. I mean, I even had yesterday, we had a book club 
I was in yesterday, and we got into a discussion about capitalism and socialism. And, you know, and the, and the three people I was talking to, I mean, they were all interested in, in what I was saying about, you know, capitalism and socialism. But, you know, they, 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 they just don't have, you know, and I, just, I don't want to keep just saying this word, but I'm just being, being honest. They just don't have a vision for what the socialism looks like. It, you know, it sounds right. good, right? But then they, they, like everybody else, has heard all these kind of negative stories, you know, and, well, okay, look what happens in Venezuela now, right? And, 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 you, and you're like, damn, you know, you have a hard time. You know, I understand it. I don't think, I don't think, personally, I don't think socialism caused the problem in Venezuela. I say that on Twitter. I, no, I, personally, I, I challenge I, I, anybody. No. I challenge yeah. people on Twitter. I said, you know, if you say something, tell me how. And nobody can tell me how. They just, you know, they just send some little fuck up, little fucked up meme. You know, look at, and they, they show some Venezuelans in a line for, for the bread, or they, you know, they're, they're uh, protesting something in the government. And they say, well, see how socialism didn't work? And I'm like, what did it do? What did socialism do wrong in Venezuela? What? So, right. again, it goes back to that notion of people don't even really know about it. And then on the same time, the left, you know, I guess you know, he needs, it needs to be more strategic, not only about the planning, what, you know, which is going to be an ongoing thing. I mean, shit, we've been talking about strategy for fucking every, my whole damn life. So, so you got that, but then at the same time, it's how do we better communicate more of a, I, wanna, I, I know we can't have a single message, but we can have maybe just kind of an, a broad agreed upon message about, you know, a guidelines as well as uh, successes and failures. You know, well, when we see a Venezuela not doing well, why is that happening? Because I, it's not socialism. That's the reason why it's not happening. It is, a lot of it is, is, is embargoes. A lot of it is where the wealth is gone in that country. And just because they, they fought for socialism and they were going on that, on that track doesn't mean that socialism brought it down. I mean, you can, have, you can have a country like Cuba that's been cut off for most of the industrialized world for a long time to cause, cause serious po- uh, poverty. So it doesn't mean, it does, that doesn't mean that's a problem of socialism. That means that imperialism, capitalist imperialism, uh, cut it off. It, it, I mean, right. that's what it did. It cut it off, and and that created problems. Now they sustain themselves because of their socialist economy. They're able to get free education. They're able to, you know, uh, even have doctors and 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 and, and other resources uh, for a small country. Able to do that all these years, right? Uh, that's because of some socialist practices. Now there are some things that I don't I don't yeah. really agree yeah. with about. Cuba, but there's some things that I totally think that that we need to look at. Right. I think I think what it is is that Helen she describe it is that we're we need to look at socialism today as um, as socialism of hope and not as socialism of winning. Now I understand people like wins. You know, when you read read her book, it really talks about how people, you know. Cerezo was winning and went from, you know, four percent in the, you know, in the elections to, you know, thirty percent, and you know, just blew everybody away, uh, because there were certain worldwide and social conditions that just, you know, was win at their back that just propelled them into into office, um, and they won, and next thing you know, people in Europe were saying, you know, look to Greece, they're the example. The challenge is is that the the win 
also had seeds for its own internal destruction um, and, and, and catastrophe um, that that was overlooked because there was a greater interest to win versus the interest of what they needed to do. So what happened was is they won, and they had to make a, a fundamental decision. And the fundamental decision was the troca, um, which was the, you know, the IMF, the World Bank, uh, uh, controlled by, uh, you know, led by Germany, with their debt was told, you, you guys are going to have to privatize all your public stuff. And you have to make this decision to pay your debt, even though the average person never made these debts. These all the wealthy people who made all these debts. So the leaders was like, either we go bankrupt and not pay it, or are we um, not pay it and create our own, go back to the drachma um, and not the euro, um, and, and really just go into a you know economic down spiral, or we pay this debt. They came into office because they were they they told people they they were they were not going to pay this debt, and if necessary, they were going to break from the euro. Well, they got into office and. They thought they could make the deal with the devil, and the devil out with them. And so um, I think and, and, and once they started, you know, unraveling, their support base, both, you know, in Greece and around the world, began to decline. But the seed was already there internally within the organization that was never fundamentally addressed. To us on the left, all these ex- Experience all these lessons. We need to learn so that when when wind begins to move at our back, we don't overlook. We don't cut corners. We don't simply say that you know you know if we don't do this, we will not be able to be in the position of leadership. There were certain things we we need to learn from those experiences. Certain things we will have to make fundamental decisions given the 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 climate. What took place in Venezuela, I often tell people, Hugo Chavez came into power at the same time that the U.S. had basically said, we're not paying attention to uh, you know, Central America and South America. Our focus is on Afghanistan and uh, you know, Iraq. That's where we're going to pay our attention. And we, you know, whatever happens, we'll get back to Venezuela in the future. What, those wars have unwind. Now Venezuela is back. They don't want a socialist country in their backyard. And, you know, a series of embargoes and a series of raising the prices, um, uh, you know, they, uh, they, because at a certain extent, they, they, and they were told, you know, the leadership, even Hugo Chavez understood, but I don't think quite clearly articulated, that being a one natural resource source of economy it's a curse. It was a curse. It's a curse in Africa, and everyone in Africa knows if you have a, a one natural resource export type economy, and everything else is imported, you at the mercy of, of of corporate capitalists and imperialists from around the world. And so what happens is, um, when you know Hugo Chavez passed away, they basically jacked up all the imports prices. Uh, reduce the the you know, import of bread and critical supplies, um, uh, health supplies coming into Venezuela 
folks begin to create a dual economic market economy and begin to say, well, I can get my stuff from, you know, Honduras or, you know, some other places and at a cheaper price and resell it, make some money and have a better standard of living. So, I mean, those... But see, wait, wait. But see, but you, do, you see, do you see that? I mean, that all that you just explained, that's the reason why, the, the reason why people don't go for it, bro. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you, you, you did a beautiful job of breaking it down, but that, but that, but that, and I mean, I'm but we always going to have failure. We always no, going to. The problem is we can't avoid, we can't avoid mistakes. Can. We need to learn from can. it and not repeat them. I know. Sometime on I know, the left, but we repeat the Carl, same mistake. Carl, That's Carl, all I'm, I'm, saying. Carl, I'm saying. But I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. Capitalism you went through agreed, this. I know. Capitalism. I get you. No, I get you. I get you. I get you. What I'm saying is, if you know that the, we have the social movement for at least 100 years, I know it ain't been around for 400 years, but we've had at least a, a, a kind of a, of a modern socialism for at least 100 years solid, right? And, and, and that's, that's not a long time. I mean, you know, given the history of, of human beings on the earth and all that, I get that. So 100 years is like a, you know, like a couple of hours in, in, in you know, history of human beings. But what I'm telling you, bro, is what I'm saying is when the average person hears that, here's what you just broke down, it just makes their fucking head spin. And I'm saying right. they can't hold it all I, together. I would. No, I, I mean, it's, it's, not on you, it's not on you personally. What I'm saying right. is the problem is is that we, we were saying we need to learn back a long time ago. I know you said that 30 years ago. I know you said it. I said it. And, the, and, and here's the thing is, this is what happened with me when I occupied. When I, that was my last fucking time that I was really involved on the ground, you know, doing some left, what I thought was left work, is that when I, I had an epiphany, I said, you know what? We got to do this shit different. This don't work. And I know we talked about this before on the show, but I'm just like, something that is missing in the strategy that does not bring about the kinds of sustainable kind of, you know, uh, progress that we need. Now, I, I do know that, that, that doing something is better than doing nothing. That's how we got Bernie. Bernie didn't come out of, not just out of nowhere. He came out of a left movement. He came okay. out of left struggle, all the, all, the, all the things that we tried and didn't try. He comes out of that. So he, 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 can't take, he can't deny that. That can't be taken away from the left. He comes out of the left. Now, he may not be a revolutionary socialist, but he comes out of the left. Um, he comes out of the student movement, the SDS back in the day, civil rights movement. He comes out of that, even if he wasn't directly involved in all of that. His, his insight comes to that, and, and and we also influence, you know, the left influences that campaign through Occupy, through Black Lives Matter, right. through the through the traditional left movement. But what I'm saying is, is that if we don't do a better job of communicating these problems that that countries like Venezuela or Greece. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. If we I don't, don't do know that. It. We don't. We don't. People don't. People no. I, I don't. They I don't think. And I see it all no, the time. I don't. I, I don't think we. Time. I don't think we. Okay. It's not a, a, jo- a job of, of not communicating that. I think if okay. you look at the the, the Bolshevik Revolution, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and I spent a little time looking at the Bolshevik Revolution. I don't think the Bolshevik Revolution would have necessarily happen is left unless there was a certain a series of what I call both subjective and objective condition existed. The objective condition was the World War. The World War One 
basically busted up and basically destroyed the basic fabric of support that the Tsar had with the army, with the masses, and everyone. That was that was deteriorated massively, and partly because it wasn't because the Russians were winning, they were losing. And so they were collapsing, people became, you know, demoralized and said, you know, screw this, I'm not supporting this uh, regime, I'm heading home. Um, so there was, there was all these objective conditions. The subjective condition was, um, uh, and which made the Bolsheviks revolutions um, successful, was the fact that they had rich debate about some of the things that they saw as seeds of of where they can go wrong in the revolution. So there was rich debate within the the, the Russian Social Democratic uh, uh, Party uh, between the Mensevich and the Bolsheviks as to how you how you bring about fundamental change uh, of, of, of socialist revolution. Now initially. The Mensevich took advantage when, you know, the Tsar collapsed, and they took advantage of it and proceed. But, but because there were rich discussions about what went wrong and what they were going to do wrong and what should be done right, the, when April came around and forced the, uh, the Mensevich force, uh, the Krinsky government forced the Bolshevich and Lenin out of tried to force them out of the country, and Lenin wrote the April thesis that, hey, this is time, you know, the conditions are right. I told you these guys wasn't going to do this stuff. Remember I told you that? I told you they wasn't going to end the war. I told you they wasn't going to provide you bread. I told you they wasn't going to do this stuff. The time is now to bring about the revolution before the door closes when, you know, the army and his, his Again, to support whatever regimes that comes into play, so there was there were some very strategic and tactical moves, but based on both objective conditions and subjective rich debate to clarify how we do these things. What we don't have today, we don't have the objective condition. I understand it, but we can at least develop rich subjective conditions to be able to have rich debate and discussions about strategy wait, wait, going but forward. Carl, Carl, but Carl, That's but among Carl, us. Rich, and then wait, percolate Carl, that going But Carl, you say when you say rich debate and discussions, where do we have them? Where? where, where that we don't where? have them. I mean, we avoid them. Like me, we avoid like, them. Like you and me right now, like you and me right now having discussions. This is a rich right. discussion and the debate that we need to have. I'm right. asking you, and in a country of what is it? I don't know. We got three billion. I don't know how many people we got. How many million people we got in this, in this country here? And then you got people around the world. And I'm saying is, right. how many places in any given time? You just came from Chicago. That was. I, I would assume there was a rich, a rich discussion there, right? That was right, that, but no debate. There. And so I'm no saying, debate. This, so my brother, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that I totally agree with you about the reason why we had a website, this this podcast is to have. To, to have rich discussions and encourage rich discussions. But what I'm saying is, it, if you look at the kind of overall kind of uh, uh, the, the worldwide national discussion, national narrative, all that, uh-huh. the left ain't there. It's not there. And so I agree with you. I'm just asking you, where do these rich discussions take place that you're talking about? Where do they happen? That's where right. I'm no, I, I, I agree with you. Are, I agree with I you. They don't have, they're, yeah. they're not happening now. I think 
Mm-hmm. I think what it is is that it needs to happen. Until we do right. this, until we do this, we will always make consistent mistakes and have consistent problems. Part of it is the arrogance of some of the left who think they have the answers and they don't need to debate with nobody. Now, I've been through that in the 70s. Um, young bloods and some of the folks still have some of that, um, you know, arrogance um, and, and haven't, you know, haven't received their maturity. Some have it as a result because, like, um, we just, you know, if you go in the black community and you have the NAACP and the NAACP will say, we're the oldest black organization, therefore you should listen to us. And everybody look at, like, no, we don't need to listen to you. Just because you old doesn't make you <laughs> smart. So, the, you know, the Communist mm-hmm. Party around the world um, have that kind of arrogance where they think because they are, you know, been around since 1920, you know, that they're, they should, you know, people should listen to them. So until we break that part of that, um, that you know, arrogance, that uh, contempt to, to not have the debate. We also have those who came out of the postmodernist movement, who says we don't need to debate and, have, and look for truth and struggle through things because you have opinion, I have opinion, you know, they, you know I, I'm not after to change your opinion, not after to change mine. Well, that don't mean anything. We need to struggle uh, to see clarity around what, and, what and, it is. And what and, I'm saying is, is, is you're right. And what, so that gets me back and, to my point. And, we, and, and you're right. We don't have that today. We don't have that, and that's just about that's just about the point about about the communication piece, because what is I think radically different about today, and I know people kind of like belittle it, but it, I think I've come back to, you know, the social media and the internet. You know, they didn't have it back in the Bolshevik Party. I mean, back in back, they didn't have it. They didn't have it back in 1959 when the Cuban Revolution. I'm saying today. We got this thing, and it probably wouldn't even start it. People didn't probably even know that it would get to this point. But, you know, Carl, I have more discussions with people just on a little bit of Twitter because that's all the fucking time I have. I have more risk, risk discussions and debates with people on Twitter about these issues that we talk about than I have had in, in, the, in the, almost in, besides this show and maybe I think one or two events that we've gone to. I've had more discussions on Twitter alone. Look, I, I'll be honest. I don't, that may be good or bad. But I've had more discussions just in that little area right there then I could get anywhere locally, locally anywhere. Because we know, both of you and me know, that it ain't no risk discussion going on here locally. Now, it may be happening in, in New York City. It may be happening in, 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 in some parts of the Bay Area. It may be happening in some parts of Chicago. But I'm saying is, for the, for the average money, for the average people, working class people, they ain't having discussions in no union discussion, in the union halls. They ain't having discussions. They certainly ain't having them in their churches. So I'm looking at in terms of where people, they ain't having them in Starbucks. I mean, maybe a few kids and some students have them, which I, I definitely would hope they're, they're having them. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying is, is that one of the pieces that we can utilize, and this is the reason why I think the Leap, the Leap Manifesto is another example of you're putting something on the, on, 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 on the Internet. You can spread this sucker around. To a, you can reach a lot, a lot of people. If I had to sit on a corner in downtown Sacramento and try to pass this, pass this leap manifesto out. But you can download it. They give you downloaded material. You can, you know, print it off. They got it ready for you. So if you want to go stand on the corner and go pass out the leap manifesto, you can do that. And you should do that. Maybe I should do that. But guess what? I can take this same one 
and I can reach 5,000 people in, a, in, a, in, in, in less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes. That's never been done before. This website has probably reached that many because they got sign-ups on here. I mean, that's never been done before. And that's what I'm talking about in terms of the left got to start rethinking strategy in a modern type of t- t- term. Everything about the Internet ain't positive. It's not positive. I, I get that. I, I get that. But at the same time, uh, you I can think, say, I, think, I can I, utilize I, I, it. I think they do. I, I, I do. I think they use it. I think um, almost every left you utilize the Internet. Um, they all have a Twitter. They all have a Facebook. They all have, you know, a website. They all have that. Um, I don't know of a left formation that don't. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't think there's – I don't think there's – uh, discussion across other than the audience they're trying to reach. Um, and, I, and, um, and part of that has to be connected to the work that they do and dialoguing across, um, uh, you know, other left formations. The, each are in their silos. Each are only thinking that they got it and they don't need to have a dialogue with the others because they don't particularly like the political line or political work or whatever. But until we have these rich discussions um, among each other. And, and I know to some working class people, the average working class people, will argue that this, you know, I don't understand why you guys have any weird debate about stuff which doesn't have anything to do with whether or not we're going to strike tomorrow or not. Um, I remember um, the rich debate we had back in, the, in 1979. Um, 78, 79, I, I can't remember, but I, I think it was 78, 79, during the Baki struggle. And we had all these different left formations. And one of the things that we would do is each would have different positions. One of the things we would do is have um, a time where we wanted to hear from different points of view to clarify what our point of view is and whether we can learn from some of the others. But I also remember in those discussions where people said, well, why are we wasting our time you know, on all these other folks. Well, they help frame the discussion in a broader sense of where you're going. Uh, and we're still having that discussion today in, the, in the, our movement building work. And then, um, and then also it raises the level of people understanding from just simply a tactical question to a broader strategic question that yeah, but it oftentimes... Takes, it takes, it, I, I get you, and I get you, it, it takes... But it takes a certain level of commitment, and we know that we're not going right, to get that commitment. Right. Across and we're not the there board. yet. And I, I just we, want to acknowledge. We're not there, but I, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I, 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 I don't, I don't I, want to seem, I don't want to seem negative. I'm, I'm just saying that I think there's a reason why, you know, we, we, you know, we take, we take ten steps forward and and, t- and, and nine steps back. I mean, it's because yeah, uh, we got to yeah. stop thinking but, about but so we, many things about about how we communicate, how we communicate the vision, how we help people understand the vision. How do we, you know, I, I, I think the way that Bernie did it um, was the most positive way that I've seen in a yeah. long time. And, of course, of course, the, 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 uh, the objective and subjective conditions allow for that because, he, you know, he, he inserted himself into a political uh, campaign process that, that, that gave him a lot of exposure. Um, and we could, we could get that again. I mean, that, I think we could, that's been done. I think we can do it again. Um, even though we might get all, you know, like disagree about, well, you know, it doesn't go far enough or whatever, but we can get that again. We can, I think, again, we can, you know, if, if we can get together and start saying, look, we're going to have kind of a, a central depository on the Internet. 
because, you know, anybody can reach the Internet these days. So that's the reason why I'm pushing that. I mean, because we ain't doing no snail mail. We ain't doing no, like, you know, meeting by meeting by meeting from city to city and town to town. That ain't going to happen anytime soon. But we can, but we can have a, a central depository of some of these kinds of central questions that, that get to be debated and, and, and kind of, to a certain extent, finalized as much as it can be so that we can just keep sending people to these places as opposed to they're just all over the place or they're nowhere. They're nowhere at all. And, and, and what we've been trying to do on this show is trying to, to bring, um, you know, resources that people can go to. You know, like we, we bought the Bernie thing. We bought Black Lives Matter. You can go to, um, matter of fact, as you said, and you talked about blacklivesmatter.com. You can go to blacklivesmatter.com, and they have their guiding principles on there. It's, it's really well worked out in terms of talking about diversity, globalism, you know, uh, uh, black villages, black families, empathy. I mean, a lot of, a lot of issues there that, that can go there. And, and the leap is, another, the leap is another, another resource, and I'm pretty sure there are other ones. But, you know, I would love to see, you know, the revolutionary socialist movement, those of us who consider that, if we can ever figure out, kind of fucking agree on some of the, the, the kind of main guiding guiding things for, like, what socialism could look like in a modern world, if we could just put that out there and keep pushing it for, like, another 10 years, because it's going to take that fucking long. This shit ain't going to happen anytime soon because, you know, yeah. just the way we are. But, but, I, I, but think, I think, that, that's, I that's, think that's part of that getting there, that's a process that we need to get there. And part of getting there is agitating that we need to have um, some common um, – vision or demands that we want to articulate uh, across the board, that we're willing to seek unity to do that. I, I, I don't know we're there yeah. yet. I think I think far too yeah. many well, believe it's, that they, it's, it's they, sad, they, they, they got their own thing, they got their own website, they got their own Twitter, and they got their own, I know, you and that's know, sad. That's really sad. You know. That's really sad because we're, we're losing time by, by people fucking around. You know, you know, well, this, it ain't quite that way, blah, blah, blah. And I understand we all, we get, we, you know, we should be deep. This ain't no easy thing. We're, we're not like, we're not like, you know, 45. We're not like uh, any, any of the people in the Democratic Republican Party. We're thinking much deeper about it. But you, but you can sometimes get to the paralysis of analysis where you just dig yourself in a motherfucking hole and don't nobody see you, right? Don't nobody see you because your, your damn hole is so fucking deep. You know, you're so deep. You're so complex. You're so deep. And you're, you're understanding all the ramifications of dialectical establishment and stuff. Yeah, we do understand all that, but we just dug ourselves a hole and don't nobody see us. So, you know, at some point you're going to have to say, look, let's kind of work on the minimum. But let, but let, well, let's, we have 50, 45 minutes left. Let, let, me, let, me, let me get into the manifesto. And, and then that kind of, kind of will kind of show some things that I'm talking about. And, and we can go, and go from there. But I, I think we needed to have this, this back and forth on it because I think that's the kind of frustration that I hear, not only with myself, but I hear that frustration, um, you know, just some people that I talk to on the Internet. But um, in the lead, in the lead manifesto, um, on the on the, you can download. It's a PDF that you can download and you can you can fold it into like a uh, what do you call it like a, like a little not like not like a, not a banner but whatever you call it a leaflet kind of thing where you fold it in threes. And um, a brochure that's what it's called a brochure. A brochure. Back in the day, you know, we used to pass out. But yeah, we used to pass out because this this is based on the old movement. You know, we had we used to have our brochure that. And it, it talked about how you can join and what we're about. So it's the same kind of thing, all right, for some of you old school people. 
is right there for you. Um, but in the leap, it, it starts and says that we can live in a country powered entirely by renewable energy, woven together by accessible public transit, in which jobs and opportunities of transition um, are designed to systematically eliminate racial and gender equality. Now, they said all that stuff in one damn sentence. <laughs> but the, what I liked about this thing was I think that if we really were serious or if countries really were serious about moving away from, you know, just take this issue about the climate change and have to hit it hard like it's supposed to be hit hard, it's going to fuck up capitalism. I think it's going to really disturb capitalism, and I know capitalism realizes that. I don't know. I, I, I probably would well, push. And, and, I would. And I, wait, but I'm saying is, well, let me, let me, let me, let me land. Okay. I'm I'm saying you is, make your okay, point, and I'll, I'll make time, my point. Yeah. So, so at the same time, I see other part of capitalism says, like, you know, you got the automotive, automotive uh, 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 industries. You know, they're like, shit, we need to make stuff, get these electric cars. And get off this coal stuff, and get off this, you know, this kind of energy stuff that we've been doing. We need to get off that. We're not going to be around. You know, we're not going to survive. So you got that part of it, you know, that sees that. But I think that one of the things, Nick, and I haven't read a book yet, but Naomi Klein, just in terms of reviews I've read, that talks about that that this this thing about if if we if we don't if you know climate change and and and, and capitalism they don't go hand in hand. I mean, you cannot fight climate change, you know, and hold it back and still have capitalism. I think that's her whole point. Now, I understand that she, apparently she doesn't, in the book, she doesn't talk about capitalism a lot, even though her book, that's, the, the capitalism is the name of her book. But I need to read it myself. I just haven't had time. But I'm saying I think the, 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 the central point she's trying to make was, listen, if you're, we're really going to fight climate change, and if these scientists are right. Now, some people might think, well, you know, it really ain't bad as it is. We said it a long time ago. I hope those people who are saying that, I hope they're right. Because if them motherfuckers is wrong, then we fucked up. Because like I told you before, nation don't give a fuck. Okay, so if people are saying that the, sci- the scientists are just overblowing this shit and it ain't bad as it is, then it is, okay, then, okay, if, if they're right, right, then we're fucked. I mean, I mean, if they're right and it don't, and it don't happen, all right, you know, like we 20 years, 30 years, 50 years out, and, you know, shit ain't really happening and all that, then okay, fine. But if they're wrong, if those people are wrong, if those deniers are wrong, if those deniers are wrong, we're fucked up. And we're already fucked up because some shit is already going down because of climate change. But some people think, no, it ain't going to never get to that point because, you know, the climate will correct itself or some other bullshit like that. Or we'll come up with some solution at the last minute. I don't know, but I'm saying is, if the, if the deniers are wrong, right, we're fucked. So I think that if you have a pushback on the climate, which I think I want to listen to the people who are studying this stuff, who are who are giving out the warnings. I want to I want to listen to them, and I want to because I, I ain't gonna say that I'm an, I'm an environmentalist. I'm not. I don't know enough about it. But what I've read makes sense to me. It, it, it certainly makes sense to me. That doesn't mean that it's that everything that I that I read I, or, or heard. It's true, yeah. but you know. So I'm thinking that I'm thinking that the reason why I think part of this piece talks about that, and it's not the only thing it talks about, but part of it talks about that because I think it also means challenging uh, globalism and and capitalism head on as well in, in the process. Okay. Uh, yeah, that I I I beg to differ, but um, okay. Um, yeah, I I don't see that happening um, in the mm-hmm. environment. Just I think there are 
there are people in the environmental justice movement who are, who are taking on capitalism uh, he, um, uh, head on, um, uh, and uh, you know um, the one that I um, was has done, John Bellamy Foster, um, does a, a, a lot of of that of connecting capitalism to environmental damage. I'm not saying that capitalism commits huge environmental damage. It does. Um, that it, it rise was due to, you know, natural resources extraction um, and massive yeah. destruction. Yeah. yeah, I do Definitely. understand that. But just simply re- going to a renewal energy does not automatically mean that, that the the, the absence of capitalism. Oh no, no, that's not what. That's not so, what I'm so, here. So, but that's, that's what, what people would think. That's, no, that, that's the no. problem. That, that's, that's, okay, so that, that's, that's the wrong. I don't want to. But, but when, but when you use terms, there are people out there, people out there who believe that if we take on climate change, it will end capitalism as we know it, because capitalism is integrally tied up into the, um, the structure. There was a, it, there's an article, the latest issue that came out of Bloomberg magazine, which was really interesting to me because um, um, they did a thing where they had this, uh, and it speaks to the point you were raising about um, uh, how uh, the capitalists are looking at it. And the article is talking about peak oil could be here sooner than you think. This is like going to run out. And, but they're not talking about running out in a sense, there's no more oil. They're simply saying that um, there's no more demand, that there's not going to be any more demand for oil as we know it um, uh, in 2040. They argue um, in this article uh, where they said there was an audience at the annual St. Petersburg International Economic Forum, and they burst into laughter knowing it's impossible to such an event to come today when one of the chief Executive of, of PB asked, asked at a recent conference when the oil demand will peak, and he said it will peak on June 2nd, 2042, and that's when everyone busts up in laughter. And their, their well, argument see, was that... They said it a long time ago. They said it, peaked, they said it will peak a long time ago. It, right, that, and because... Peaked, you know. Right. And it, but part of the peaking that people in the past, coming from the environmental movement, is that we're going to run out. We're not going to run out of, 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 of natural gas. We're not going to run out of oil. We're not going to run out of any of this stuff. Um, it, what will happen is, is that people will fight back and say we are not, we're willing to struggle against the pollution, the, against the environmental degradation and, and destruction, forcing capitalists to make certain decisions like they did in the 1960s which gave rise to the Environmental Protection Agency, Clean Air Act, and, and, and the rest. So they will shift someplace else to make money. Um, uh, um, you know, in, the, in this case, they're all talking about they're going to move to natural gas, which still caused destruction, and, and they're yeah, pouring billions and trillions of dollars into, like Exxon, Mobil Oil, and Shell. They're all pouring heavily in the solar wind and uh, natural gas. They're, in fact, they're gambling on natural gas going forward. Now, I'm not saying, you know, even moving in that direction is not going to cause them environmental damage. It will cause environmental damage as long as capitalism is looking at it from the, from the point of view of how much money they, they will make. So 
um, it will just shift from one natural resources to some someplace else. But what what I've seen all too often, and I think we need to be careful, is that to make the assumption that you know if you know this massive destruction, this massive destruction of the environment, the capitalist. Um, that will end capitalism. No, I don't think it'll end capitalism. Uh, no, no, they no, just shift. I'm saying. I'm saying is. I'm saying is. This is my knowledge on it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is that like we talked about in the last show, I think, or the show before last, whatever. That we talked about, you know, like with this this question about universal health care right now, right? And, and 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 the struggle against that. When you start making those kinds of uh, pushes for those kind of uh, changes and directions, now we already see right. universal health care in Canada. And Canada still is a capitalist country, right? So I'm right. not saying that, that that alone, that that shift to universal health care is going to you know, be a downfall of capitalism. No. Right. But what it does is, is that when you push, on these, push back on these or push for these kinds of changes takes place, right, it, it, right. it builds consciousness about, right. uh, about, about, about all other spheres of, 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 of how we uh, manage and operate and, and, and produce and, 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 and share resources. It, it raises all the other kinds of questions. That's the reason why I think that you see a lot of younger people looking at the, the, the notion of socialism. They're not, you know, they're, they're not like against it because they, like their parents, unlike their parents and grandparents, right, were able to see the, 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 the kind of the connections between all of these things, right? And so then, too, at the same time, is that you've got to come back to the question of whatever the fuck we want, yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be paid for. You know, where is the money coming from? Where is the resources coming from? And people begin to see that too. That's the reason why we, you know, we did that show about following right, the money, right, following right, where right. the resources come from. So anytime that you fight back in terms of the struggle about, you know, uh, the, uh, climate change, when you talk about universal health care, you talk about education, you talk about social justice, this is fighting against capitalism, right? Now, to be honest with you, in terms of the left, in terms of the broad left, I don't know what the broad left is going to do. To make to, to make that change in the final analysis, I don't know. I, I can't I can't envision it. I know that the left is a part of these of these movements. Even the fight for the fight for fifteen, which is I think is 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 important, but I don't think it's enough. But I mean, you know, when you win you win there. That's also kind of a struggle when you have those service workers, for example, for the first time, say in Walmart and 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 and, um, and, and McDonald's, which is two of the biggest employers in this country. We have them engaged in a struggle around higher wages. That opens up a lot of discussion about right. it, about the economic system, political system. And if you have if you have the the right people that's that's in that engaged in that in that in that fight, right? Even though the fight to me is only fifteen dollars an hour, goddamn. Even if you but in that process of that fight, you raise up a whole lot of shit. You raise up a whole lot of you expose a lot of contradictions. So that's the reason why I think. That this struggle for um, this environmental uh, 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 environmentalism uh, struggle is, is 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 central because if if it wasn't, you wouldn't have so much pushback and fight back from the capitalists. And the capitalists try to destroy this thing because they know if if we keep pushing and we keep pushing, people get more and more and more conscious, and that's what they're afraid of. Because once the people get that kind of collective conscious, right, that kind of categorical conversion. Starts happening, there's no stopping it at that point. There's no, there's no turning back, right? And and, and and now we don't know what can happen when people get get that level of consciousness. It can it can really be a serious struggle. Uh, it can be a lot of lives lost. It can be a lot of chaos for a while. 
But once that once people get to that collective that kind of collective consciousness, that doesn't mean everybody, but just enough people to bring about that kind of kind of conversion, if you will, within within the consciousness of people, then it's on. I mean, it's fucking on. And and I think that that can happen because of the kind of way the information is being disseminated. Uh, at least for right now, you know, they, they might find ways to cut that off. But the, the way the information is being disseminated and gotten out to people is, is much more widespread now today than it was uh, when I was coming up in college. So, so th- that's the reason why I think that this, this, this manifesto raises some good things that, again, will struggle against capitalism, even though I wish they had talked about that. I think I think what they did... But but, but in one part, point number four uh, speaks Mm -hmm. um, a lot to the question of, I I think, uh, really to the question of uh, capitalism and a vision for socialism. To me, this really speaks Mm -hmm. powerful to me. The demand for energy democracy has come. Whenever possible, Mm -hmm. communities should collectively control, I would say wherever Mm -hmm. possible, but... I would say communities mm-hmm. should collectively control new clean energy system. Indigenous mm-hmm. people and others on the front line of polluting industrial activity should be the first to receive public support for their own clean energy project. So I would argue that um, I would take out whenever possible. I would say communities should uh, collectively control new clean energy. Because what happens is this speaks to the question, who controls the resources? And so mm-hmm. should should the capitalists just shift from, you know, natural, you know, these, um, what do you call it, uh, 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 non-renewable resources, or should they uh, uh, and make, you know, what they currently, to clean energy system, but it's still capitalist-based and profit motive, or should the community control that, which would, which would mean it will be produced for people's needs versus being produced for people trying to make money. So I, 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 mm-hmm. this, this particular demand is very, very powerful um, and really reframes the discussion about just simply being opposed to um, uh, res- resource extraction to the question mm-hmm. of control. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and before that, number, number four, number three, it says, uh, no new infrastructure projects that uh, lock us into increased extraction dec- uh, decades into the future. The new iron law of energy development must be, colon, if you wouldn't want it in your backyard, then it doesn't belong in anyone's backyard. What, I, again, when you talk about that kind of transition to, to, to how we deal with energy, how we deal with, how we deal with production of things, right, that's that's not that number three and that even number four, that that's antithetical to uh, classical co- capitalism. I mean, wouldn't you say that? I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if, yeah. if you're looking at, I mean, you see what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. so, some of this stuff that they talk about here, capitalism depends upon the production of things. A lot of you know, always let's uh, 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 say. Uh, trying to create new things, trying to impl- um, kind of revolutionize things. You always got to have things in order to, you know, mm-hmm. to keep pushing and selling to make profit, right? And in mm-hmm. this kind of this kind of arrangement here, saying no, the, the the emphasis is not necessarily on that. that. Doesn't mean that we don't still create new things, but it means that right. the emphasis is less on profit, right, and the, and more on sustainability of the environment, sustainability of people, of people. 
right? And that's what people don't get about the difference between what, what capitalism is and what socialism should or, or says it's going to do is, is that we have to talk about sustainability of, of the environment as well as the people, and that cannot happen when you're producing stuff based upon profit and you're also just producing shit just to be producing it so you can, you can capture more markets or something. That, that right there is not a sustainable way to live. That's a problem, right? Right. Um, the, other, the other thing is um, they speak to um, – there's, there's two um, pieces, uh, number six and number, uh, number nine. Um, what it speaks to is that we need to have a – this is where socialism – we need to re-envision as to how we build things, um, number five. Number five, six, um, is, is they're connected. It says we want – Universal programs to build and retrofit energy-efficient housing, ensuring that the lowest-income yeah. community benefits first. And we want high-speed rail powered by renewable and affordable public transit, which is basically we're saying that those of us that have the greatest needs should be, the, should be where you, you focus on rebuilding um, first. What happens on the capitalism is they look at it on the you know, benefit-cost analysis, and they basically says – where can we charge the maximum amount of money um, uh, initially to recoup our research and development, and uh, the price is high enough, and it, it basically for the wealthy. So when they talk about building um, uh, public transit, oftentimes they don't think about building public transit, uh, you know, modernized, nice, you know, accommodating for people who uh, live in low-income communities, but for people who live in high income. And that's what the whole gentrification movement is about in the, in the urban center. They are redesigning the whole inner city to accommodate people who have income. And then those who are low-income and don't have income and people of color have to move out because they're basically redesigning public transportation, housing, Water, fuel, everything, um, how they get their food, so it's from a farm to the fork, so it's locally to get it to. They're not designing it for, for people who are low income, who uh, uh, farms, agricultural, uh, sustainable farming, uh, local farming, that for, for them, for the urban center. They're designed for this new redesign of the urban center. What these two demands basically flip the script on that, uh, redefine that in a much different way, and it goes up against that particular notion that those upper income, you know, millennials or yuppies or puppies or whatever you want to call them, um, are, are, are those are who you need to market and redesign, you know, transportation, housing, education, and everything mm-hmm. for them. Right. Yeah. And and, and and we talked about that before too. It's like. You know, we talk about socialism. We're not just talking about, you know, working class. We're talking about working class struggle, but we're also talking about redesigning the way that we structure life, the way we build infrastructure, the way, you know, how can we build infrastructure that's more sustainable, that, that benefits um, everybody, not, not just benefits a, a segment of population or a segment of a, of a city or a segment of, a, 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 you know, of, of, or, or one country as opposed to another one. That's what we're talking about, and that's, that's not going to happen all like you know overnight. I mean, but it's you know it takes it's going to take time. But it's like you have a different kind of vision for about how that you produce things. We produce things based upon a kind of a carbon-based type of um, environment. You know, using coal and fossil fuels. That's how we. Maybe we just didn't know any better. 
or maybe because we thought it was a, it was the fastest way to do it, and capitalism wanted to to reprocess really quickly. But now we realize that was that, you know that was all wrong. That was that was a mistake. That was a serious mistake. So now that we can now that we the the science is a hell of a lot better, we can start making better predictions about you know how do we grow things, how do we produce things. We know that I have like we talked about just a minute ago about the monoculture, I mean monocrops and all that, or having a mono product uh, or, or export. You know, we know that that's that's not sustainable either. So these are some lessons that we can learn that are already out there, and I think some of that reflects in this document. The the, the document, one of the things she said, it kind of I found disturbing though about the document. She said they wanted the document to be nonpartisan. And I'm like, what the fuck does yeah, that mean? No, because, yeah, um, yeah. you know, it's like you, you can't, you can't, make, this is, you can't make something struggle. nonpartisan and be, and be real about it, right? Right. Right. If it's a left socialist document, say it. Fuck it. Don't, don't be trying to hide shit. You know, right. and, and, she, and they also should have named capitalism, they should have named the problem of capitalism in some of these, in some of these problems. So, so th- again, and, and some of the people, I mean, I don't know how far Naomi Klein is on the left. I mean, I know she leans toward that. I don't think she's ever declared just how, you know, what, to what amount of left she is. But a lot of the people on that panel that, that put this together, uh, the people who, put, uh, who authored this thing, I know some of them were on the left, but I know that some of them got in there, them centrist people, well, we don't want to say this, this, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, we always do that shit. You know, we always undermine Real big change. We always undermine it by because we think that we're going to lose people. But fuck, we already lost people already, so we can't lose too many more. You, you can gain some serious people if you declare this is a partisan thing. This is a left document. This is a left movement saying that we want to take a leap and don't play along with it. Um, let me let me read another one up here. I'm just going to read just I mean just uh, just pick one. It says we must develop more localized and, and ecologically based agricultural systems to reduce reliance on fossil fuels, absorb shocks in the global supply, and produce healthier and more affordable food for everyone. It says that um, we, we call for an end to all trade deals that interfere with our attempts to rebuild local economies, regulate corporations, and stop uh, damaging um, attractive projects. Now, but let me ask you on that particular one, number 10, Carl. When, if you're talking about social transformation, does that mean we don't have a kind of – does that mean that we don't have corporation or we don't have corporate – I don't want to use the word. Does that mean that we don't have – we don't produce things the way the corporations do? In other words, in other words we, want, we know we want to get rid of, get, get out of the uh, – producing things for profit or whatever, but we still have an infrastructure – that comes together, people make decisions, they make plans, they uh-huh. they they have a research department, they you uh-huh. know they put you know we still have that, but it it won't be in the same sense of the corporations that we know them today. But it does not right. mean because I think people think right. that it does not right. mean we get rid of these kind of entities that are being used to produce. We can still have smartphones, for example. All right, you can still have that. But you produce them for all for maybe a different reason. You have different reasons why you produce them. You don't have a market of 15 fucking, uh, you know, smartphones when you can produce two or three of the best kind. Does, do you, would you agree with that? Or, you know, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. No, uh, 100%. Uh, it, 
it, there may not be a, a corporation. It may be a cooperative. It may be something else that we haven't yeah. thought of yet. Yeah. So in, yeah. in the future, so how that be structured. But it will be based on, as you describe it, people making those decisions, do the research, do the analysis, determine how to best produce it, where they would get it from around the world. We would have um, – uh, trade. If we, if if the vast majority of the, the world becomes socialist, we would have trade among each other um, uh, to produce uh, good. But uh, but if we're only the socialist um, country or progressive country, then uh, you know the trade deals will really have to be fundamentally deals. Yeah, you, we can't yeah, have. You know, a multinational corporation, British Petroleum, coming in and said we're going to do this project in here in your in, in, in your country or in your nation and um, strip, you know, use fossil fuel or strip, you know, the resources from your land and do massive destruction and pollution and, 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 uh, uh, and leave your country in the, in, in, as a wasteland while they extract everything out. So um, it would be much, much, much different relationship. Um, and and uh, also in terms of just this is where they say regulate corporation. This is where you would basically go into negotiations with uh, foreign corporation as to what is going to work in the best interest of the people, not necessarily what's going to be in the best interest of, you know, the corporation. And a corporation will have to make a decision. A foreign corporation will have to make a decision as to whether or not um, they um, will, you know, in, you know, invest or do the thing. Now, Remember, there's private corporations and there's public corporations. So some of them are connected to the state. And so, um, like in Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and different places, China, they have state corporations. So, you know, we have this narrow notion of, you know, only capitalism could only come into these in, in the form of this private corporation with these guys with three-piece suits. They can come in with some, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, you know, T-shirts and jeans and sandals, mm-hmm. and still be you know low-down, dirty capitalists. So, uh, you know, be prepared how you know how they come well, and, 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 that, and be and understanding piece, what their intent is. That, that piece again comes back because I can hear people already talking about you know we don't want the government you know controlling right. all the all the all the all the jobs. But the problem is, see, anywhere any kind of system you have, you you need to be pushing for. For democracy, you need to be pushing for real democracy. That people have real input, so you don't have any any particular governmental apparatus to 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 have that much control. I mean, we have that problem right now. The reason why that thug is in the office and you can't get him out is because you have a weak ass democracy. So be clear about that. I'm just under capitalism now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could have the same kind of shit if you don't if you don't guard against it under socialism. So, or you shouldn't have it, but if it's the right type of socialism. But again, the real type of socialism would be that you have serious democratic input. And I would think that we even have, I think we talked about this in another show, where we would have a, a different type of form of government, you know, uh, we have to think about different form of government. How do we deal with representation? How do we deal with decision making? Right. How do we deal with giving input? Those are things that I think are rich discussions as well to have. And, and I think that there's been enough uh, models that we can look at. I, I haven't researched them yet, but there can be a lot some models that we can look at uh, to make some, some to, to have some kind of guideline on that too. We don't have to wait 30, 40, 50 years to figure it out. We can start 
talking about some of that now. Let, let me go to real quick to the because we have about eighteen minutes left. On the other part of the uh, other of the uh, of the website, uh, the leadmanifesto.org, dot org, they have um, you know, again. They, they, I don't know what they actually doing with all this stuff. I mean, it's up there. I don't know what you know, like what's happening with it right now. But they but they 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 create all these resources that you can download and you can print them out. They got stuff that you can share. They got um, um, images and, and, and cards and stuff like that you can share on Twitter and Facebook. So, I mean, they got all of that in terms of well, any kind of activism that you want to do. They even have a printable sign-up sheet, okay? I mean, that old-style sign-up sheet where you just, you know, you have to help people get on the sign-up sheet. So they got all this stuff. They got all these resources on there. But one page they got on there talks about, well, you know, how is this shit going to be paid for? You know, in other words, if we have this leap, How's it going to be paid for? Again, that right there is, is is something that I think that we need in the left. We need to start thinking about in terms of okay, we want socialism. You know, how's it going to happen economically? How's it going to how's it going to do that? Because we you know, we yeah we can have a, a, a overthrow of government and all that, but still you're left with having you still got to have an economic system. You still got to have exchange of monies. You guys you know you still got to have you know people working for people and all that kind of stuff for a while. So. They talked about, here's a few things they talked about on there. Um, it says, um, just, just to highlight a few things it said, it says, um, in subsidies to fossil fuel industry, would recoup, recoup about $350 million a year for the federal government, and more if the, if the provisional government do likewise. Um, a national financial transaction tax to raise $5 billion a year. Ending a special tax tre- uh, treatment of capital gains income would recoup $7.5 billion a year. Returning the corporate tax rate to where it was in 2006 would raise uh, $6 billion a year. Uh, tackling tax havens would recoup $2 billion a year. And it, and it goes on down like that. This is the same thing, remember, that Bernie did, right, Carl? Mm-hmm. Very He's same identifying, thing. And, and what, it, what it's doing now now, what it's doing is this tells you where in the, you want to know why the fuck you having problems paying bills or why you ain't making enough money because this is where your fucking money's going. Understand that. People got to understand. And I was thinking about this this weekend. I was driving. I was thinking about the, you know, again, about the economy. If you look at this thing like, like look at the economy as, as a lotto, right? And you got like, you know, 10,000, you know, you got 10,000 people, 10,000 people, Put in a dollar, you know, a dollar here, two dollars there, five dollars there. They put it in this big pot. But guess what? Only one motherfucker, or a couple of people, you know, they, they do it together. You know, five or six people, they gonna win that ten million dollar jackpot, right? But right. guess what? They won ten to fifteen million dollars while all the other motherfuckers put all their money into the pot. You don't put <laughs> money into the pot, but but less than five motherfuckers have won the money that you put in. <laughs> now you understand that. So, so think about the economy the same way. That economy is is that money is poured into the economy. Now, unless they unless they are creating this shit out of thin air, unless they're just printing this shit and giving it to rich people, that's another thing. Okay, I, we, I guess that's not happening. But unless that's happening, what it means is is all the money is going into the economy. That makes Bill Gates have the kind of the kind of uh, billions that he has. That makes who else, Carl? Uh, these Warren other Buffett. billionaires. Warren, yeah, Warren Buffett. Buffett. These motherfuckers don't. These motherfuckers don't work. Like they don't go to work, and then at the end of their workday, they made a billion dollars. That ain't how it. Ha- we know that ain't how it happens. 
That money is taken out of the economy. What we don't know is is how it's taken out of the economy. That's not that's what's not discussed enough. We know it. If, if it's not coming out of the economy, then that's fucked up too because that means that somebody somewhere is printing money and giving it to Warren Buffett. Now, if that ain't happening, that means they're getting their money out of the economy. And where does the economy get the money from? The people. That's the reason why I say the billionaires are ripping off millionaires and billionaires are ripping off the people. People have well, how can they do that? They they're they're made their money. They ain't no motherfucker worked that motherfucking much to make no billion dollars a year. No nobody worked that much to do that. Don't contribute that much. That money's coming out of the economy and people don't see that. It's like a lotto. It's like the lottery. It's like the lottery. You put a, a bunch of money into the economy, but only a small segment of the population reaps the benefits. Just like you ten thousand people pay into the lot the lottery, five people or even one person might win the $10 million. And you all fucked up and mad because it wasn't you. Am I right about that? I don't That's know. right. That's right. That is so true. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, motherfuckers, motherfuckers should be pissed. People should be pissed off. But I'm like, you got to know. It's like my, I was on Twitter, man, and, and people were, um, we're talking about universal health care. You're not talking about single payer. And so one dude got in there talking about, well, uh, I shouldn't have to pay for somebody else's uh, health care. And I wrote back and said, motherfucker, I didn't say motherfucker, but I said, you know, I wrote back and said, look, you do realize that the, that, that the money that you pay in your private insurance goes to pay for other people's health care. Right. Idiot motherfucker. I mean, what are you, where do you think they're getting the money from? <laughs> that, that, <laughs> it's the same thing. So not only, so not only are you paying for somebody's health care, but you're also making, making insurance executives, right, and right. all the shareholders, you're making them motherfuckers. Making rich. money. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You think that this shit, where do you think the shit comes from, dude? And I'm like, right. I'm like, did you, did you realize that? Because I mean, I'm just assuming that everybody would know that. But I don't think, mm. I don't think everybody knows that, Carl. I don't think anybody no. really thinks about it that deep. I don't think they Mm-mm. do. I don't think they Mm-mm. do. Because if you, if you really thought about it, like, just the way I explained it, you ought to be pissed off to know that Warren Buffett and Bill Gates do not do anything to make that much money. People in, oh, in uh, the Walmart, they don't, they don't do enough to make that kind of money. That money That's comes right. out of the economy, uh, out of the economy. And, and some of that money is created just based upon finance. So in other words, investments, investments, a lot of investments are just like gambling, you know, like, like you going into a casino and shit. Well, when you, when you put some money on the table, shit, you ain't, you ain't, put, you ain't put the money on the table because you put – you pull up some weed and did some work. You ain't putting the money on the table because you washed the car today. You ain't putting the money on the table because you uh, 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 went out and cut somebody's yard. No, you're putting some money on the table, and you may, you, if, you're, if you bet right, you may get some money back. So that's finance capital right there. That means new money was created, right, in an exchange. There was no product in that exchange. So you got money created based upon investment, right, and also taking risks and gambling. So, so understand, that's how these motherfuckers make all this money. They gamble it, and they rip it off from the economy. They're, they're, they're absorbing it from the economy. And we, not enough people explain how that happened. We just assume, well, Bill Gates, you know, they got a right to it because they did this shit. They did that. No, motherfucker, ain't nobody, ain't nobody did anything that bold, that, that down to deserve that level of money. I, I I don't understand that. I don't 
I don't get why people don't see that. I just don't. I, and I, 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 well, I do. I think partly because mm-hmm. most people um, don't think about it other than what the media tells them. The other part yeah. is what um, what they want to know is just enough that explains their their position, their anger. So what little information that gets through tells them, mm-hmm. one, you could be like Bill Gates, because, but the government get, took some money out of your, look at your paycheck. See that FICA, FUCA, yeah. and, you know, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> federal withholding, that's, that's the problem. See, those right. simple right. appearances is enough to make them mad to think that that's where the problem is, when in fact, what you're uh, paying into, you're not getting back because they're giving it to to the, the defense. They're giving it to tax breaks to the rich. They're making sure they're getting your money. It's your money yeah. that they, they basically is going to them. So they make sure that the billionaires stay billionaires, that those who are war profiteers stay war profiteers. I mean, the money will remain with those um you know, uh, investors and people who put money into, you know, to invest. So so when Bill Gates, you know, makes his billion, the other $79 billion he invests. Part of that goes into General Electric. General Electric has contract with the fe- with the federal government to make uh, drones and, and, you know, uh, B-1 bombers and things like that. Um, that they make they make the B one bomber make the money that investment come back. Now, it, yeah, sometimes that investment doesn't always work out depending upon the you know um, the advisors you know deciding where that investment is going. It may go on to the stock market uh, where they buy you know different shares of stock and the price goes up and, and they're doing well, or it may just crashes because everybody thinks it's a piece of junk company and you just lose all your investment. But again. They always will come out winning in in the end because what they lose is nowhere near what you lose. So if you make $60,000 and you put $60,000 in the investment, you basically in the pole house and probably have to do some underground economy work. They lose $60,000, and that's just, just, you know, you know, 10 cents to them. That ain't nothing. You know that ain't, in fact, they probably took that sixty thousand and it probably made them some money someplace else. So right. So 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 so, so the money. See, the thing is, the money. People are talking about. You know, who's gonna pay this? The money's there. The, a lot of the money's yeah. already there. So I mean, even if we even if we didn't have this overthrow of the of of of, of capital, you know, overthrow of capitalism, we already see where the the, the resources and the and the wealth is already within it. It's just going up. It just, keeps, it just keeps going up and up. And that's the reason why, you know, you have this, this manifesto, you have, you have Bernie. They're talking about, look, look, if we want to pay for the shit, it's already there. But you got to have the political will to demand right. that kind of change. The, the, the capitalists ain't going to do that. I mean, them motherfuckers are like, I ain't going to change the shit. I'm, I'm living house <laughs> to house. I mean, the oh, whole right. well, I Trump family, the whole Trump family, the whole Trump <laughs> family, I mean, their whole reason for existence. It's just to be filthy fucking rich. I mean, just to have, just because I want to have it. Not because I really need it. Certainly because you need it. Certainly because somebody making you do it. I want to do this shit because it is there to have. What, what, her, what her, when his daughter's uh, going all the way to China or goes to India to get some, some fucking clothes made. The clothes, don't nobody need that shit. Don't nobody need what, she, what she's producing. 
It's just because she can go over there and get it cheap and bring it back over here and sell it to your ass really high, mark up the prices, and you go fucking buy it because you've been advertised to buy it. Right? This is your money. And you wonder why we're so fucked up. And you, so, but, you, but here's the thing. At the end of the day, well, we just didn't have the money. We didn't have the, the immigrants here. Or people just got up and did it, went to work and they, you didn't have people on welfare. Motherfucker, please. You know, that, don't even, they, that level of, 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 of subsidizing don't even compare. But you don't even talk about the, the level of subsidizing that, that the government does for corporations. You, even, even, well, you can almost say that when a, when a corporation contacts with the government, that's a form of subsidizing too, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit, mm-hmm. it is. Okay, because <laughs> right. if you, I mean, it, it really is. So you, you got that already in place. The thing is, is you got to stop, you know, like being, being like, you know, uh, tricked, thinking, well, you know, capitalism this, capitalism that, blah, blah, blah. No, motherfucker, this shit is already there, and we can, we can identify these things. And that's to bring it full circle in the last five minutes. These are the kind of things that I want to see the socialist left, the real socialist left, begin to say, look, this is how this stuff can happen. This is the reason why it can happen. That doesn't mean it's going to happen just like this. I mean, we, we can put together a guideline. We can put together a blueprint. I want to call it a blueprint. And I, and I was like, I, would, I, mean, I wish I had time to even get it started. But like, just on, like on Wikipedia or something. It's just, it's just something that just keeps changing and building and changing and building until, to, you know, but it's always this kind of depository of analysis and, and, and research and, 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 and kind of a blueprint that people can look at and say, yeah, you know, that looks like that's, that's doable. That's doable. Because when I see, when I read the stuff about how stuff can be paid for, and, and they're talking about shit, yeah, can happen. But if you had enough people who were conscious enough to politically say that's what we want politically, instead of instead of you know going behind some asshole that that, that was just uh, you know just nothing but a thug, you you know you got seven, sixty to seven million, seventy million people, right, went behind you know followed his ass because mm-hmm. he said. Um, I'm going to make the change. I will make the change. How is it going to change? I'm going to do it. When, when, a single, when a single individual tells you that, that right there ain't nothing but fascism. That right there tells you that you are, you are, you are still on the Messiah syndrome. That tells, that tells, that tells me, that says that you are too dumb, you are too fucking dumb to make, to make change yourself, but you got to have some thug tell you that he's going to do it for you. This is the reason why I say a lot of times that, 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 the masses of people are, are, are not ready. Because when you, when you sit there and vote for somebody who says something like that, 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 that speaks more about you than it says about him, right? And I, I have a tweet on Twitter that I talked about. I said, you know what? I said, yeah, you can talk about Trump all you want. I don't say Trump. I think I, think I said you can talk about the asshole all you want. But think about 60 to 70 million people who voted his ass in. Those are the people you should think about. Those are the people you should be talking to. Those are the people you should be listening to because what, where in the fuck are they thinking? How are they thinking? Because really, because when he's gone, they're still there. That's they're right. still there. Those are the people we're going to have to deal with. You see, because we're going to get rid of this motherfucker sooner or later. He's going to be gone. But it's those mm-hmm. 60 or 70 million people that voted for his ass, they still, like, they're some of your neighbors. They're some of the people that you work with, Right. And you got to deal with that. You got to deal with why are these people thinking this way? Why are these people so fucking stupid? Because that's just, that's just, that's just, that I'm not making a partisan statement here. I'm making that, if you, 
if you were to take Trump's speeches when he was on his campaign, put them into a collage, like you know, five minute, whatever, just randomly choose stuff that he said in there. Show it to a group of a classroom of fifth graders, Carl. Just you know, like do it maybe three or four or five years from now when no when these fifth graders wouldn't know anything about what was happening right now, right? Show it to them and ask them, tell what adjective would you use to describe this man? And it would be just a group of fifth graders would know that this it, that he was a thug, that he was he was uh, 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 you know somebody that they wouldn't want one of a parent. So this is not an ideological statement I'm making. I'm talking about you. They voted for an individual who who don't give a shit about but about himself, but about himself and people in his class. That's who you voted for. That's He's right. Clear. Shit, we're down in one minute, one minute and thirty seconds. But go ahead. You got anything else? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I think you pretty much covered. I think that's the, that's the thing. Uh, that's the thing. We ju- we just really really um, need to um, you know get people to wake up, and, you know yeah. really to understand what's going on. That that's the key. Yeah. yeah well, we're we're gonna be back. Uh, we're gonna be back next. So you're gonna be back next Monday. You 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 all yep. next Monday. Yep. Okay, so we'll be back next Monday. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I just think we got to keep on harping on this shit because, dude, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy out here. But it's, but it's so much potential. I've never seen so much potential at the same time that there's so much, you know, adversity right now. You know, it's, so it's both. It's both. both. All right, man. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later on, brother. Thanks for listening. Right. Take, Take care. care. All right. Bye. Bye.